Algar Productions. Algar Productions. All right, everyone. I guess we learned the answer to that old riddle. How many takes until Duncan passes out? The answer is 18. We'll break for the night, but expect another long day tomorrow. I just want to, can anybody, I just want to go for 18. Can I go for 18? Can you believe that guy, Nate? What? Oh, Duncan passing out after 18 takes? Uh, He's pretty young, and he really gave it his all. There's no need to be mean. No, I mean Al. That kind of treatment may be normal in American workplaces, and I know we're unpaid voice acting players and all, but somebody really needs to bring this guy down a few. (gasps) Good night, Al. Night, Danielle. Have you guys ever thought of, you know, unionizing? Unionizing? For what? Respect! Better treatment, more comfortable working conditions, maybe some kind of compensation? Oh, I'm an artist. I'm happy to do things for exposure. What? Really? My entire purpose is to prop up other people with no thought to myself so that they'll get money and and attention for the work that I do. Maybe someday, someone might remember my name. Nate, don't you respect the great modern societies? England, Scandinavia, Canada, where we're both from? Listen, Al corrects me every time I say sorry. You're not going to make that guy any more Canadian. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Welcome to the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. He's Matt Robotham. Matt, you're supposed to say, and he's Ron Algar-Watt. How else will people know who I am? (sighs) Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Aw, what's wrong, old salt? Remember when this show used to be an hour of us going on about nothing? Didn't we just cover this? The show didn't exist when the show was like that. Yeah, yeah, but like... (sighs) The other day I saw this ridiculous Bismarck he had for all Marshmallow Lucky Charms. (sighs) Back in the day, that would have been a good chunk of the show. Now where am I supposed to talk about stuff like that? Twitter? Facebook? Tumblr? Grinder? Instagram? LinkedIn? Well, we could try to shoehorn it into our wildly popular comedy Star Trek review podcast, The Post-Atomic Horror, available at postatomichorror.com, except I don't think the Bismarcky was ever on Star Trek. I guess we could talk about Lucky Charms the next time they bash the Irish. I'm uncomfortable with the tenuousness of that. Well, I wouldn't want to offend your highly delicate sense of rhythm and flow. Good. I'm glad you wouldn't want to do that. All right. You want to talk about Bismarcky? Let's do it now. Right now. In this host segment. Go. So they dress him in a leprechaun costume and... Enjoy the show, everyone. Uh, Carry on. Wait, you're not going to record that? Look, I'm already talking to you. Don't make me do two things. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. England, 1598. And then, in a stunning display of loyalty to the crown, my dear cousin Mary... This is Mary, Queen of Scots. So-called, yes. But you mustn't forget, we are the Queen of Scots. And everything else. Of course, Your Majesty. Anyway, where were we? I think you'd finished. Well done, me! 
So you can turn that little family squabble into one of your celebrated plays, Mr. Shakespeare? Well, I'm not sure I could get all five full acts out of it. Maybe one. I'd have to make some changes to my play, Elizabeth the Great, A Study in Greatness. Bit on the nose, don't you think? Couldn't we have something a touch more... subtle? Uh, Elizabeth the, um, good? Oh, you can't just go and write a thing about the thing it's about. Even the commoners will see through that. You must shroud it in layers of mystery. And alligators! Alligators, your majesty? What's the one where the story you're telling stands for a different story altogether? Not alligator. Crocodile, that's it! Uh, Yes, of course. I must shroud the tale in layers of crocodile. Well, I could go a few back. Let's see. Philip, Mary, Edward, Henry, Edward, Henry, Edward, Henry... Sorry, Your Majesty, I get confused. As I remember it, Edward IV's successor was Henry IV, whose successor was Henry IV. Doesn't quite seem right. Regal causality isn't meant to make sense to anyone less than the divine. Of course, Your Majesty. I'll go with one of the earlier Henrys then. Let's say, uh, oh, I don't know, four. Oh, yes, that's more like it. But he was, on the whole, a rather serious fellow. The play will require some levity. Put in one of those, what do you call it, the fat ones, always drinking and falling down. A buffoon? What? Where? Put in comic relief. So a real bumbling oaf, someone who would fall over his staff. Oh, yes, 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 fantastic. You could call him Tripstick. Yes, yes, Tripstick. You know, Your Majesty, as I now think of it, it occurs to me that good King Henry IV had quite a lot of life to cover. I dare say the cheap seats will not sit still for a ten-hour production. Oh, no. What you want to do is split it. Every good story is really two stories. Or three! You could do the origin story in the first one, then get everyone excited for the sequel. That's where you give them all the really good stuff. Yes, set up... For the sequel. Uh, but what if this play doesn't do well? Disliking such a play would be treason, so we'd round up all the naysayers and chop their heads off. But then, just to be sure, we could reboot the franchise. One can never hear an origin story too often, that's what we always say. Walloping web snappers! Okay, so here are my W2s and 1099s for the year. And I've got my expense ledger, and here are all of my receipts in this box. I hope they're all right. Uh, I organized them by date, but should I have organized them by expense category? Because what the IRS calls supplies doesn't seem like office supplies to me, and their definition of research doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. Shut up! Sorry. Your regular accountant is out sick today, but please just take a seat over there, and another accountant will be with you shortly. Yes, ma'am. Gosh, they really seem busy today. Hi. What do you do? Uh, I am a translator. For who? This office. I will translate for you. Why would I need a translator? Mm, Gojira does not speak English. Godzilla! Ah, Gojira says he has looked over your tax return. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. 
Gojira says this deduction is not allowed. But there's no way I, I would have bought that banjo if not for the book that I'm writing. banjo no Gojira says this will have to be listed under office supplies. Okay, okay. What about the hot tub then? I had to reenact Admiral Halsey's fighting strategy somewhere. Gojira says this is spurious reasoning at best. Well, all right, but you have to find a way to deduct my Monster of the Month Club. Those little statues are essential for my work. Tough titties. Look here, you're supposed to be working for me, trying to help me weasel out of these taxes, not standing there making excuses for these stupid rules. How do you even type with those gigantic claws anyway? Don't say that. Gojira is very sensitive about his body image. Amanda, Sabrina, can I talk to you guys? Sure, Danielle. What's up? I wanted to ask you guys, do you think we're treated fairly? Well, we're still making 70 cents on the dollar, our reproductive rights are constantly being threatened, and I don't think any of us would feel comfortable walking home at night in our respective home cities. That's all true, but I mean here as a part of Sarcastic Voyage. I can't answer that objectively. I'm sleeping with the boss. Ew, that's already way more than I want to hear. I meant me. I'm the boss of everything. Also, I'm glorious in my splendor. All hail, Amanda! I just feel like Al doesn't value us as voluntary labor. That's labor with a U, right? Of course. I have heard him describe the voice actors as livestock, and I'm pretty sure I saw a cattle prod on his Amazon wish list. I really don't want to hear about this. Oh, grow up. It's for torture, not sex. Call me crazy, but I think living under the constant threat of torture is not conducive to the very best comedy performances. Actually, I think I've heard him say he prefers to call it enhanced directing techniques. You two are both Canadian. You have to see what I'm talking about. This place could stand to be a little more socialist. Whoa. Hold on there. Ooh, yeah, let's not go throwing the S-word around. You guys grew up under a much more equitable system. Why don't you expect more? Shh. Ixnay on the socialism say. We don't want to rock the boat. We're both in America on sufferance, and they could throw us out at the slightest provocation. Look, nobody is more in favor of a violent coup than I am, but I have moved twice since I came to America, and I am not lugging all those books back to Canada. The house I'm currently renting is the house I will die in. And I found a perfect sushi place. Do you know how hard it is to find that in the Midwest? I don't want to have to move and start that whole process over again. Oh god, now you say process instead of process. I'm too late, you're melting potted. It's not that. It's just, we're both in our 30s now, and we don't really want to do anything even slightly inconvenient to make meaningful change. And we both love our husbands, right? Yeah. Well, strike two. See? You're assimilating too! Are you sure this is the address? I pictured something, I don't know, like the Adams family house, maybe. That's what the invitation said? I mean, if you want to get technical, it was an old phonograph record that had all the grooves sanded off and the words party of feeble, connival, and this address written in white crayon. I always 
always wondered who used those white crayons. That's weird. The sign says, knock out of order. Please bell. Doorbell. Yeah, this is the place, all right. Extrapolates, old friend, and this must be your tiny woman. Charmed? Yes, you are. Now come in. You too, tiny women. Oh, I'm the tiny woman. Very well. Just throw your coats in the sea. There are biscuits and gravy on the fire. Later we'll be serving earth in the wind, and all the elements will be reprehensible. I baked an earth in the wind earlier, and here's how it turned out. I'll just take our coats to the sea. I'll come with you. Time to mingle with the dingle. What a cornucopia of cornucopias. Who's this young fruit? Oh, hi, Frank. Sandra. I was hoping you could show me how the dip works. It's a simple matter, Sprack. Oh, what did I say? I find your manner of speech hard to follow. But all are welcome. Later on, we'll conspire. This reminds me. Did you have any bisquick? You know, I was going to, but then, uh, what with one thing and another, and, uh, rockety gas prices, uh, the economy... Oh boy, is that the time? Einstein said time and space are one. That's how space got above and beyond. Hey, I think I almost got that. You mean that sci-fi show from the 90s, right? Get out of my house. There are some lines you don't cross. Oh, thank God. Bye. I'll see you, uh... Wherever it is, I know one or both of you from. Out! Can you believe the nerf of some piaffle? Like Sammy Davis said, yes I can. Hail Satan! Where's my eye? Hey guys, great party! Oh, here shambles this grundle. Again? Still of night. I was starting to worry when you'd never called the back end. But now we are rejoined. Not if I can smelp it. I thought we welcomed him to leave. Forever and under. This was definitely for go, not for stay. Oh, I am unwanted, unwelcome, and unforeseen. I dub thee unforgiven. Get thee to a nunnery. I'll out myself out. Stuart Little, too late. I'm going to miss that mouse. I'm going to mouse that miss. Miss! Did you throw a mouse at me? Trivia fun. He was played by Michael J. Fox. Did you just throw a fox at me? This just in, yes. This has been Fox News. I'm leaving. I guess it's time to get this party stopped. Before the chicken and waffles? Before the fox and mouse souffle. I thought it was a quiche. A quiche from a Ross? Don't compare yourself. It ain't healthy. Hey, there they are. Francis, Sandy, the power couple. I told Chewbacca to change those power couplings. We just sprayed for Minox. Not Minox. <laughs> oh, you two are a trip. I tell you, there is no better place for an up-and-coming executive with his own internet startup company, like me, to network and make connections. I hear the leg bones connected to the head bone. They disinterred that theorem when the dinosaurs rommed the sea. I hope they didn't take our coats. <laughs> you two stay classy. I'm gonna go mix it up with Derek now. I told that son of a bitch to get out of my house! Calm down. Remember your blood fever. Do your indications. Think backwards from infinities. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, 
Frank, Sandra. Look, it's that lady who gave us her retainer. Well, I prefer lawyer. I just wanted to let you know your divorce papers are all drawn up and ready to sign. Sorry you two couldn't make this work out, though this party would seem to indicate that you've reconciled. Oh no, it's over. We're in hate. She knows what she did last summer. This shark is getting back in the pool. Watch out for the coats. Yes, mother. Well, the thing is, every dang time I go... Yes, I'm sorry. Every damn time I go out for food, an escalating series of hilarious obstacles seems to get between me and my meal. Yes, I would question the hilarity of these obstacles as well. And have done so on at least two separate occasions. Once in front of a considerable audience. No, I was not invited back. Anyway, I discovered you could have food brought to your home. No, I didn't see 60 Minutes last week. I'm sure those rough men in the night aren't bringing pizza to my house. But I appreciate your concern, Mother. I would go so far as to say I've noted your concern. On this note card. Yes, I am writing it in pencil. And in cursive. <laughs> I agree, it is a lost art. I don't even know what an MOG is. Uh, excuse me, Mother, I believe that's my pizza. Sorry, well spotted. That's the person bringing my pizza. I doubt a pizza could reach the doorbell as they're known for their flatness. I always forget how literal you are. No, I guess I don't always forget how literal... Oh, I gotta go, Mother. Say hi to Michael for me. Mazel. Toppings, sir. Excuse me? You're our tenth customer. What, tonight? No, ever. And as such, you were entitled to one, one, order, order of breadsticks. Sticks of bread. No, thank you. I have bread in my kitchen. But these... What I don't have is pizza. These are your reward. Don't need a reward. Just need the pile of cheese and meat currently steaming in that oddly metal-coated bag you're carrying. Your reward for being, as I say, a valued, superlative guest. Guest? I'm on my own property. If anything, you're a guest, except that I'm not inviting you to stay. I'm literally offering to pay you to leave. And I'm literally offering you the breadsticks that Slice of the Times magazines voted most edible in their 2012 Roundup issue. Are you saying they haven't been edible since 2012? I'm not, not, not saying that. Can we get back to the part where I give you money and you leave the pizza behind, but you yourself leave? even included a few extra dollars because the social contract says I'm supposed to reward you for doing your job. Speaking of rewards, these breadsticks earn you 50 reward points that you can spend on valuable breadsticks and any potential breadstick-related spin-off products. I'm going to regret asking this, aren't I? I always do. Hard to say until you ask it, sir. How do you spin off breadsticks? Clearly, you never tried our limited-time-only deep-fried cocoa churro potle sliders. Limited time? I guess I really dodged that bullet. Oh, they'll be back in September. They always come back. All right, you know what? If it'll expedite this whole process, and I know it won't, just just give me the damn breadsticks. I think the raccoon out back might enjoy them. Taking the breadsticks. Okay. Can I see your piztastic preferred taste maker general card? I don't have that. You know I don't have that. Well, then. I'm going to need one, one, form of class one, one, identification, or three, three, forms of class two, two, identification. What's class one? Those include a birth certificate, passport, or DNA sample. <laughs> well, 
this seems to be in order. Enjoy your guest experience. Finally. Oh, for the love of... Yes, mother. Oh, uh, sorry, I thought you were my... Uh, yes, I Yes, I did actually just get a pizza delivered after a fashion. Yes, I did take receipt of some free breadsticks. I don't know that I'd say it in quite that way. Yes, I suppose I won them in the way one might win a gladiatorial contest. The skill test in question... What? You can't legally present me with something free unless I answer a question, because otherwise it's considered gambling, and under law I won't have earned it. Listen, I have most assuredly earned this food I'm about to eat. Fine. Ask your stupid question. Seven? What? What do you mean that's not the right... Oh, now what? Sir, this is the authorities. We understand you're in possession of illegally obtained breadsticks. We're here to seize your pizza. The hell you are! Either these breadsticks go, or I do. Blah. everyone that's our show hey al did we just kill off my popular character food guy we did matt and we also divorced frank and sandra matt you starred in both of those sketches you know what happened why does it feel like everything is wrapping up oh it looks like the band is playing us off safe journeys everyone what band This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Dave Fields, Nathan Lajeunesse, Caitlin Obum, Joseph Ravenson, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, and Jason Wallace. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Matt Robotham, Amanda Smith, and Mark Bosco. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2015. Show's over. I'm not obligated to talk to you people anymore, and I've got a date with a giant Slurpee and a copy of Fallout. And your wife, right? Yeah. What is it with you people and your spouses? What is it you wanted to talk about, keeping firmly in mind that I am in no way interested? Well, I've talked to all the other Canadians about this, and I now realize I should have come to you first because you're the co-host. How do you feel about unions? The what now? Unions, collective bargaining, workers of the world unite! Oh, politics? Hard pass. Damn it.